Welcome to this special series of the Bundaberg Now podcast, where we shine a spotlight on the history of our region. My name's Genevieve Lyons, and I'll be your host as we uncover hidden histories, mysterious stories, and some pretty bizarre facts about our most iconic buildings and areas around the region. Cemeteries provide a unique window into the history of a place and its people. There's often a certain mystery that surrounds cemeteries, and tales of people's final resting places inspire folklore and legends, but often the truth is far more engaging than fiction. Today, we'll hear from two people, Nick Burfield and Doreen Cole, who've both dedicated their time and efforts to ensuring that local cemeteries are preserved respectfully and their stories are not forgotten. As a final resting place, the Isis District pioneers could not have wanted for a better location than the South Isis Cemetery. Though long closed to burials, the surrounding native bush lends peace and tranquility, and a walk through the grounds leads to reflection on a very different time. A handful of plaques dedicated to the unknown babies are a mute acknowledgement of the heartache and misery the deaths of these infants must have created more than 140 years ago. Large galvanised gates are an impressive entryway to what is now a place of historical significance. With the first recorded burial in 1877, South Isis resident Doreen Cole spoke with Morgan Everett from Bundaberg Now about the work of the Friends of South Isis Cemetery, who ensured this piece of local history was not completely forgotten. We're here this morning at the South Isis Cemetery with Doreen. Can you tell me a little bit about the cemetery here, Doreen? As much as I can remember, a lot of my ancestors are buried here on the swindled side, on my mum's side. Uh, I used to come down here as a small child to visit my grandfather's grave. Uh, there are babies buried at the back of the cemetery, some coal babies and other names I have forgotten. Uh, we found a Kanaka grave over on the western fence. My grandma told me about that, actually. She said there was a... And she knew his name, but I have long forgotten. Uh, and Gail Reed, who worked for the Bundaberg Council, actually found it. She had a device. She could divine and find the... the what would it be? The, the, the land that had been disturbed, and she could... And she found quite a few and marked them when they were marked correctly. And then we formed the, the, the committee of friends of the cemetery and we had working bees down here. We worked with her. We all worked with her and she found them. And, and then I think the government, they had a subsidy and they were marked. They're all marked all over the place for, that we found. But Doreen, what started it all? What happened in the paper there? Well, the town and country... Uh, had an article about the cemetery and a and the grave, the headstone that was knocked over. Well, that was on my grandfather's grave. The cattle were all in here and it was wild and it was just neglected and no one worried about it. It was going to be lost. So then we decided we'd try and find the registrar and no one had it and no one knew where it was. And in the end, it was found... Uh, under the water tower in the basement there, safely tucked away in a box. 
and then it all just happened from from there. The council, no, it was the government that gave a grant and cleaned it all up, and we formed a, our committee of friends of the cemetery. Uh, they gave a grant. They've we've got a nice entrance now, and it's securely fenced, and the council maintain it by slashing it. And you say a little bit about the unmarked infant graves. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you know? Well, they were just babies. Well, there was lots and lots of babies died in those early days. Well, there was nothing you could do about it, and you just buried them. And there was no kerfuffle made about it because the the poor things were having a baby every two years, and and they just that was it. They buried them and got on with their life. A lot of them were buried in 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 their backyards and things like that. Can you tell me about the school teacher's grave? He, uh, he was a South Isle school teacher and he was coming home from a night out and he fell off his horse and was killed and buried over there not far from my grandparents actually. Wow. And he was quite young and the school committee, uh, they rallied and and arranged his funeral and everything. So can you tell me a little bit more about your relatives and your family that's here? Well, my great-grandparents and two of their children and their grandchild, who was only nine, he was shot accidentally when he was nine. And he was actually operated on on my grandma's kitchen table to try and save him. That was in the very early 1900s, yeah, but he died. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's really awful. Yeah. Um, can you tell me then how significant this place is to you and how long you've been coming here? Well, I've been coming here since I was about nine, after my grandfather died. And Mum and I used to come and put flowers on his grave and keep it clean and everything. And, and then in a few years later, the swindle plot up there, which was my mum was a swindle, the last relative of uh, that family, she decided she wanted to do the graves up before she died. And her two sons made all the, the steel work up there. And my dad helped cement the plot. And it's marked now. She said, I, I won't rest until I get their graves. She always said that. That was Auntie Annie Hay. She lived in Bundaberg. Yeah. Our local cemeteries have a diverse history, including the Bundaberg General Cemetery's relocation, including remains, from an original burial ground to a new location, and the loss of cemetery records in a six-year period from 1873. Nick Burfield manages council cemeteries and spoke with Adele Bennett from Bundaberg Now about what it takes to maintain the cemeteries and why he chose such a specialised career. So Nick, thanks for joining us on the Bundaberg Now podcast. Tell me where we are today. Today we're at the Bundaberg Cemetery. We're located on 91 to Calvin Street. And how long has the cemetery been here? The first recorded burial was in 1879. So we was here approximately six years prior to that. It was located just off of Baronan Street, the corner near the old Blockbuster building. So yes, it was there for a few years and they worked out pretty quickly. It wasn't big enough 
So all the deceased was exhumed and removed and placed here in the Catholic cemetery. And there was a lot of the Chinese community repatriated back to China. Why was it so close to town originally? Just because of where it's located, there was a few different churches on all the corners and where the deceased was transferred for, with horse and cart back in the day, it was just a lot easier to do it that way. But then when they made the decision to move it out here, this was right on the edge of town, so none of, none of the buildings were here before and people were saying how far out it was and that sort of thing, so it's a bit of a talking point at that stage. But then the town just grew around it and now it's almost pretty much central in the middle of the town. What is your role here at the cemetery? So my main role is one overseeing the maintenance routine. So we have a team of five, all up including myself. And so we, the external team look after the burials, the ashes placement and the general maintenance. And then we also deal with my other side of the job is dealing with the funeral directors and the families in booking in days and times, etc. the funeral. So it's a bit of a varied role. So we also look after 12 cemeteries all up throughout the region. So we have to accommodate all the burials in, say, Jinjin, Childers and Appletree Creek, etc. So what is it about cemeteries that made you want to work here? It's just uh, helping the people, really. So this is the worst thing anybody's going to go through. And I just think if we can help the families through that little bit, just take a little, just make them feel a little bit less stressed and so forth, then I feel we've achieved a good job. So yeah, that's the satisfaction and what I try to achieve is doing the best for the families and their loved ones. People are often very intrigued just as to what I do in general, or they're a little bit weary and a little bit freaked out by it. But yes, I, I think people get a bit of the wrong impression of what we actually do here. And, I was a funeral director prior to this, so I've sort of seen the whole process from the pre-service to the actual completion of a service. So it's good to have that aspect and see the whole different thing. So here in Bundaberg, um, what is it about this cemetery in particular that makes it unique? Yeah, just we're the only thing we have opposed to the other ones is we have a section specially set aside for the war graves, so the Australian war graves, Office of Australian War Graves. So we have that and a special section in the general for the return service. So none of the other cemeteries have a set aside section. We do have service personnel. But yeah, I just think the respect we show to service personnel here is perfect. Can you describe um, what it looks like for people listening? So in, in the, uh, um, the official Wargrave section, we have a hedged area and we have a uniform white headstone that's all set out in a lawn format and is immaculately kept taken care of. We have a general, so an older service section that have concrete crosses as well as a traditional monument mental thing now there is an official war graves grave so that is a, a tandy sort of color and that takes gets taken care of by the officer war graves for perpetuity so we have a just a special lawn section it's so yet again it's very formatted the way it's set out is very military like it has a concrete and a marble desk and then we have a memorial wall especially for the service personnel is this a sort of a place people come on things like Anzac Day? Yes, we, we just, Anzac Day just happened very recently. We have a service every, every Anzac morning and the poppies are laid on all the service personnel throughout the whole cemetery. We do have service personnel in the older section as well. The service personnel are not just restricted to the special areas we have located here. They are 
buried throughout the whole cemetery and so the service persons do have a poppy laid on their spot even in the other areas. So in the distance I see a sort of red, red building, can you tell me a bit about that one? Yeah, so that is our South Sea Islander section, so there is a lot of unmarked graves unfortunately of, of people from the South Sea Islander heritage, then that was council actually did donate that land to the South Sea Islanders, we now have a church on there for services and so forth. Bundaberg is the only cemetery that we look after that actually has the vaults, so the above ground burials. So that is a lot of uh, Italian and Sicilian cultural look to go for that option. So the deceased is almost entombed above the ground as opposed to the traditional buried in the ground format. And so yeah, it's we have a lot of buildings. So we have three sections in the cemetery here. So. Vault 1, Vault 2 and Vault 3, so yeah we're very creative with those names and yeah, yeah so we can, some of them very elaborate, we can hold multiple people in them and yeah it's just a place where they can go and have special ornaments and figurines and that sort of thing. What do you think it does for a town to have such a visual reminder of the history of the people that have lived here? Well it just tells you all the history as well because a headstone says a thousand, speaks a thousand words, it's got when they was passing their relatives and so forth. Sometimes it tells you how they was passed as well. And it's just, yeah, it's a place where people can come and remember. If they're away from their town, they people often like walking around and just seeing people. It sort of brings them a bit of peace that they're, they're not the only one, unfortunately, in that situation. Thanks for listening to that account of just two of our regional cemeteries. Join us again next month for another look into Bundaberg's historic buildings and areas.